Hey there, welcome to the What's Your Thing podcast, where we're all about great conversations with interesting people. That's right, I'm Brennan. And I'm Caitlin. There's something awesome about every person, a thing that makes them truly unique. We wanna know what it is about everyone, so we're asking. What's your thing? Hey everybody, welcome back. Episode eight of What's Your Thing podcast. And this week we have a very special guest. Emily Ramsey. Emily is chair of the board of Digi60, Ottawa's professional development festival for new and emerging filmmakers. The festival started in 2004. It's an opportunity for local filmmakers to show their talent, where they can receive awards, earn prizes, earn mentorships, learn about the film industry, and participate in various workshops. Most importantly, the festival prides itself on uplifting diverse voices within Ottawa's community. Uh, Brennan, welcome. You were missed last week. I hope you had a good vacation. A little bit of a vacation and uh, getting over a little bit of a flu. So we're <laughs> uh, we're jumping right back into the mix of things. Thanks so much for being on here, Emily. Yeah. So Emily, um, really excited. Digi 60. 60 is important, which we understand. And uh, you've been at the helm of, or one of the people at the helm of this organization for a few years. So Emily, what's your thing? Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm I'm very happy to be um, representing Digi60 today to share kind of all of the really cool things that we're that we do for independent filmmakers of Ottawa. Um, I've been part of Digi60 um, on the board of directors since 2015. Uh, previous to that, I participated for five years as a filmmaker, and the whole idea of the Digi60 Filmmakers Festival is that we support independent filmmakers as they grow and learn and connect and uh, network with film industry folks. Um, and one of the big things that we do is, is our 60 day challenge, which is a, uh, it's similar to like a, a film race that you would see in, in maybe Toronto or New York or something that has like 72 hours or 48 hours, but ours is over 60 days. And our whole goal is for the filmmakers who participate to really um, get the opportunity to um, build their community within Ottawa. We focus entirely on Ottawa Gatineau filmmakers. Um, and one of the ways that we do that is um, by providing them with really great um, connections with the film industry through um, mentorships, workshops, panels. Um, and of course we do screenings year round as well, which focus on diverse voices. Right, and so this program started in Ottawa in 2004, correct? That's right. It was started by a guy named Andy Smith, and um, he was on the board of directors for many years. And uh, I would say that whenever it started, you know, you'd maybe have under a dozen people participating. But um, in the almost 20 years that we've been around now, we've hit record numbers of participants just in the 60 day challenge alone. Um, this year, we have 70 participants who are participating. And then we also uh, screen uh, usually 50 to 60 films every year. So just a, a little bit of trivia, uh, in 2004, I was uh, the leading lady in one of the first Digi60 ever films. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah, I was in my early 20s and we shot it in a weekend at 66 Muriel Street and it was a really fun experience. So my history with Digi60 Digi uh, goes back to the very beginning. So I'm I, really I excited that. about this. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. So um, what what led to finding you your current position within the role within Digi60? 
Well, in 2014, um, DigiSixty held a week-long summer institute, week-long training session for producers, directors, screenwriters, and actors. Um, and through that process, I participated in the screenwriting workshop and um, I met a bunch of really great um, um, producers such as Ingrid Veniger and uh, Jennifer Podemski while they came to Ottawa to visit and talk about their films. Um, it, it severely impacted me and I felt like I really wanted to shift um, my career because of that experience. Participating as, uh, you know, um, a filmmaker for almost five years, um, I really learned a lot. I really grew my skills. I started, you know, freelancing a little bit in the film industry. Um, but then once, you know, kind of 2015 came around, um, our current president, Kevin Burton, um, he actually reached out to myself and uh, my co-director at the time, Jennifer Mulligan, and uh, he was like, we need new people to join the board. We need kind of like to, um, you know, uh, get some fresh eyes and some fresh uh, voices into it. Um, so we both joined the board of directors with a few other people. And um, I felt like it was a huge catalyst for me to not only really think about, um, you know, the arts world and festival world and all that kind of stuff, but it was also a great opportunity for me to think about my career and what my benefits were from participating as a filmmaker. And I really wanted to be able to bring that to other new and emerging filmmakers because we focus on emerging filmmakers. Um, we don't focus on, anybody can participate, anybody can sign up, but we we have our huge focus on new and emerging. So we're, we're really talking early and mid-career filmmakers. So I wanted to be able to give that back to the community that helped me grow and decide what I wanted to do with my life. And I, I started a second career as a producer and uh, I participated in a lot of really great mentorship programs through the CMPA Ontario Mentorship. Um, I did the WIFT uh, Media Business Essentials Program. I did the WIFT Mentorship and the Leadership Series with them as well. So it, it was really, um, I wanted to take what I kind of learned and give that back to the people who might be, might've been in my shoes, um, you know, at that time. That's, that's really cool. Um, how you started and where you are today. So <clears throat> spending almost like going on a decade now with this film festival, what do you think your current biggest challenges are for something, for something so big in the community? One of the biggest challenges that we face right now um, is arts funding. Um, as a not-for-profit organization, we are every year having to, um, we're up against um, really great other arts organizations in, in Ottawa, Ontario, and Canada who are vying for the same amount of money. We've seen, obviously, over the last four or five years, um, depending on who's in government, you know, what kind of funds are available for people at the Canada Council for the Arts level or, or from the municipal level. And um, every year we have to do a lot of lobbying. We have to do a lot of, um, you know, letter writing to um, the arts organizations to show the value of these type of mentorship programs and screenings. And um, I, I would say that, you know, the way that we've built Digi60 has been really great because we've diversified funding over the last um, seven years, I would say. Um, we do have, you know, a certain percentage that is public funding, but we have also a certain percentage, which is community-based funding from other production companies and organizations in Ottawa who just value 
um, supporting independent filmmakers. And so um, with a very small stack of, of uh, earned revenue, because as an organization, we want to offer these workshops and panels for free. We, we basically do it on a by donation basis. So if you have $0, if you have 10, 50, $100, you can put down whatever you want um, whenever you sign up for one of our workshops or our panels. So it, it's always kind of like that constant, um, you know, where's the money coming from type of situation. And then the second thing that that is uh, always a big challenge is, you know, growth. We've grown so much in the since 2017, especially whenever we um, purposefully made um, a choice as an organization to focus on diverse voices and underrepresented voices. Um, we've had so much engagement from these groups because they're traditionally marginalized from the film and television industry. There's less opportunity for them um, to access mentorships or there's less opportunity for them to gain funding and that kind of stuff. So um, the biggest challenge for us there is keeping up with the demand as well because we have every year grown with more events, more, more um, opportunities to fund people, giving out micro grants, all this kind of stuff. Um, but the demand is so high and there's just not enough of that type of industry-based learning opportunities here in Ottawa. So your, your main programming, you could say falls in the 60 days, but what it sounds like is that this is a full-time commitment for you and your volunteer hours. I think that's incredible. Um, I think that a lot of people don't understand, especially when you're giving the quality of programming you do, like you mentioned, mentorships and uh, pitching sessions, feedback with industry professionals. In order to bring that all together, I think people really underestimate the amount of time. So I think that that's really cool that you do that. And I know that Ottawa, um, for myself, being a member of the arts community in Ottawa, I have seen the Digi60 grow and I've seen a lot of great talent come out of it. So um, I think you guys are doing an amazing job. It's really Thank cool. Thank you. Thanks so much. Yeah, it's been, it's, it's a challenge because um, we've really seen that people want it. We, we know people want it. We know people want to have this learning opportunity here or this mentorship opportunity here, this, these grants. Um, so how can we, how can we get more people involved so that we can better serve our community here as a volunteer run organization? Um, we have found that scaling up has been a big challenge because, you know, um, it, 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 it's easy for someone like myself who ha who handles some programming plus the operational side to do, you know, 15, 20 hours a week that you're not, um, that you're not necessarily getting paid for. Um, but the, the whole point is that if we had to pay for those extra kind of, um, aspects of it, it would be even harder for us to put up, put on the festival every year. Mm -hmm. With respect to the perspective, you said that obviously your aim is to grow as diverse as you possibly can. Have you seen that? Has it been more of a, people have come through the program, they've been really successful festival, and then other people have latched on being like, hey, look at this, we can do it too? Or is it also through more primarily the mentorship programs where you're kind of doing community outreach and saying, hey, come on board? Yeah, I would I would say that, you know, whenever I was participating, probably like, uh, you could maybe say less than less than 10%, I want to say more like five to 7% of the participants um, were diverse voices. Or um, whenever I was participating, I was the only woman filmmaker um, who would participate um, for a couple of years. We, we ended up uh, partnering with really great organizations to help us to build that. 
um, like the Digital Arts Resource Center, who um, you know supported a female filmmaker award, um, helped us support an emerging uh, filmmaker award, and those those um, mentorships have been able to grow, and people have heard about it, and they're like, oh, I want to, I want to win the best female filmmaker award. We've been able to, to see by keeping very good statistics since 2015, that over 70% of our participants identify as one or more of these underrepresented groups. And this is really amazing to see because whenever you do put the conscious effort into growing your organization, um, you want to figure out what kind of path or, or direction do we wanna go, create a really good strategic plan. And so for us, we knew that um, if we kept on just kind of going uh, status quo, that we necessarily wouldn't see those new stories. Um, so that's been a really big part of it for us, um, for sure. So, so talking about growth, and it sounds like you and your your board have a really great idea. Can you share with us like what that growth looks like over the next ten years? Yeah, for sure. It's it's been really great in twenty twenty. One or uh, late 2021, early 2022, we did a complete strategic review of the organization. And so for us, that was, um, you know, create a three year plan to get us to our 20th anniversary, which is in 2024. Um, the main goal with that was to receive operating funding so that we could do year round programming and start to um, hire people to be able to um, project manage or, or work on very specific projects for us. Um, we through our partnership and membership through Ottawa Festivals, we were able to bring on two staff members. Uh, we had one staff member last year and we had two staff members this year who worked for six months through the um, job creation program um, through Ontario Works. And um, so our goal with like the, the, the funds that we've applied for right now um, at the end of this year, and we have one more fund that we're applying for is to have that operating funding to work on those projects year round. Our hope is that we can establish a well-recognized um, mentorship program in the realm of what WIFT does or DocOrg or uh, CMPA, which would mean multiple months of a mentor supporting a filmmaker as they're creating their projects. Um, so I'd say that that is like our five-year plan. And then in 10 years, my hope is that this organization will be um, completely run, um, you know, with operational funding and that the board of directors will no longer be in a working board position, that we will just be a governance board and that we can really just support with the vision and strategic planning um, while the um, organization continues to offer really great programs and, and mentorships for people. That was pretty cool. So you've got the plan up until 2024. Is the festival going to be even bigger when you hit your 20 year mark? Uh, we hope so. We hope that the 20th anniversary will really kind of give us an opportunity to highlight the really great uh, milestones that we've had. Um, we've we've really built up so many great community partners. We want to kind of highlight all the amazing work that they've done for us. And then we also want to, um, you know, do that mentorship. Um, we, we just recently applied for funding to, to receive um, funds that can focus on, you know, a week-long mentorship, something similar to like what I did in 2014, um, because I, I can't tell you how much that impacted me. It made me really think, oh, I can actually work in this industry. It feels like it's very out of reach oftentimes. 
Um, it feels like there's gatekeeping. It feels like there's um, not a lot of patience for for mentoring the next generation. And I really want to change that um, because that that's what that that's how that impacted me. And so I want to make sure that we set that up for for the future success of the independent filmmakers and support the film and television industry here in Ottawa by by not only providing really great crew and cast and all that kind of stuff, but to have Ottawa based filmmakers getting funding and making their work here. Um, you know, screenwriters, directors, producers, we want all that. I like I like that from someone who's like outside of the business. It's kind of like you said, is there gatekeeping going on? I feel like a lot of people would just look at that kind of industry and be like, oh, well, you're just going to you know what you're doing and you're going to get your big break and then you're going to go with it. So to know that there is like opportunities locally, especially where you can kind of jump into it yourself. And then maybe, you know, if you show some promise then somebody's going to work with you and build you up, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I would say that um, I would say that like one of the biggest things that uh, Digi60 can offer emerging filmmakers is like is that community aspect because you go to an event and it's like oh I didn't really have a screenwriter I don't know what to write about but we do pitches and so you get to meet the screenwriters who's going to write your film and then you get to meet the actors who showed up for the networking event and you kind of really get to build your crew your cast your idea you know together awesome. That's cool. <clears throat> so one of the questions uh that we ask is what would surprise you the most about your thing? So what would people find the most surprising about your involvement or most surprising about the Filmmakers Festival itself? I would say that a lot of people are surprised whenever they find out that it's a completely volunteer run organization. It's it's the biggest kind of like, what are you talking about? How How do five people on this board of directors run this organization year round and uh, do all of this really cool, um, uh, you know, networking and building. And, um, and I would say like it, for me, it's given me a lot of opportunity to really feel like I can step outside my comfort zone. I can contact people who have, um, you know, maybe um, felt out of reach or something like that in the past. Um, you know, we, we work with, we've worked with, um, producers in Montreal and Toronto to come in for the festival. We've been able to kind of really keep that, like, oh, you, you're from Ottawa and you moved away, come back and teach people, um, what you've learned along the way as well. Um, and then it's really ma made me feel emboldened to reach out to our community organizations and, and, uh, production companies and say, Hey, this is a benefit for you too, because we are here to help support this industry and get these people interested in working here and staying here. Um, so it's 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 a huge challenge, but at the same time, it's really rewarding whenever you can partner with really great organizations who see the vision and see the benefit of working with these emerging filmmakers. So do you have an overall message you'd like to send out to people? You know, anybody watching this, like what's something you really want people to know like a message to deliver, you know? Uh, I think the, the biggest message that I would have for someone is to really get involved with your community. Um, there's so much value in volunteering and giving back to the, to the community that you are from, um, the city that you're from. And if you're really passionate about something like filmmaking, don't wait to, um, you know, don't wait for that opportunity, create the opportunity for yourself. Um, and that's one of the big things that we want people to do with the festival is is to create the opportunity to 
to um, meet the people and to uh, walk away with a project that they've learned from with that constructive criticism from our jury members. And then the next film they make is going to be even better. Um, and I would say that, um, you know, we've had some really great successes from people who just took a chance at Digi60. Um, a lot of our films, um, you know, there's always the standout films every year. Like I would say, you know, there's always five or six that are like, wow, like, you know, they put a lot of work into it, whatever. But there's always like this, this excitement and this feeling of community and welcomeness, uh, being welcomed um, when you're sitting in the theater with everybody and they are, um, you know, laughing where they're supposed to laugh or you're getting that like in room experience of the vibe and, you know, are they feeling emotional? The parts you hoped um, would draw out emotion. Um, that's a really great experience for everybody, the way that they grow in their filmmaking. Um, and then finally, I would say that um, the one of the greatest rewards, um, you know, is seeing your film even live beyond Digi60. If it doesn't, that's completely okay. Um, but it's you have an opportunity to send them out to other festivals, um, get them into, um, you know, have them screened on CBC. We're, we're contacted every year from the Absolutely Canadian uh, program, um, asking us to recommend our, our top films from the festival so that they could reach out to the filmmakers and they get some money to have their films on CBC, which is really great. We've had, I think, three or four of our films um, were created and they ended up being on the CBC short film Face-Off. Um, and that's really amazing. Um, and we we had that this past year, which was for um, More Than Hair, which was by a filmmaker named Fitch Jean. And he received a micro grant from us through our BIPOC Creators um, micro grant pilot project that we did in 2021. Um, previous to that, um, Hingman Lung, who is now on the board of directors for Digi60, um, her film was screened through CBC Short Film Face Off as well. Um, and I don't know, I don't think that those were the goals necessarily of creating these films, right? It's to, you know, let's go to the CBC Short Film Face Off or let's send it off to TIFF or whatever. But having those extra bonus opportunities is really great because you went out and you made that film. Well, that's pretty cool. So what we want to know for our listeners and tell us in the comments is that now that you know about local film festivals, especially something as cool as Digi60, would you participate? Let us know down below. So okay. for our final question, our final question that we have for you is that you've told us all about your thing. And, and what we want to know is what's something about you that you can tell us that people might not know? Um... Oh, that's a really great question. Um, something that people don't know is that I write novels. I do that in my spare time. I have a lot of fun. I haven't published. I've done. I haven't published anything, but I do it just for myself. Um, and I started that because I started screenwriting for Digi Sixty. To be completely honest, and I was like, I can make this idea long form, um, or I can make it. Um, you know, um, bigger than what it might be for a short film or, or a feature film. Um, and I really, sorry. Sorry. What's your style? What's uh, what kind of novels you write? Oh, romance. I only do romance. Awesome. <laughs> My wife is a massive Outlander fan. She's all over the place. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was one of the first novels I read when I was in, when I was in high school was Outlander actually. So he's like jumping between like reading the books and then she watches the show, reading the books. The show looks oh, yeah. pretty good. 
yeah the show's great and the series is great and yeah i hope she enjoys reading it because it's it's uh it's they're long and they're so well researched and really well that's done what she, that's what i've heard like I, yeah. I do like history and she said you're just gonna love it because it follows do you find uh do you find much of a difference between like let's say screenwriting and filmmaking and novel writing for yourself i don't um I, I feel like I struggle more with screenwriting now that I've been writing novels. Um, and that's because I want everything to be on the paper for everybody to know what the characters are thinking and what what the reasoning is behind everything. Because I really like I like personally writing from the the first person and um, having that kind of like internal monologue is just something that matches my brain as well and how I see the see the world around me. And so I I feel like I I feel like I have to think about things a lot more harder and um, and more concentrate, concentrate more on what I'm doing whenever I'm screenwriting now, um, to be honest. Um, but I haven't I haven't been doing a ton of scripted stuff for the last four or five years. I've been mostly focusing on documentary, which I find is um, more exciting because you get to really experience the moment and you never know what's going to happen when you're doing documentary film. So that's kind of that's kind of it. Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, that was really interesting. So can you tell everybody listening where they can find you and Digi16? Yes, yes, you can. You can um, follow me on uh, LinkedIn. I have LinkedIn, uh, Emily Ramsey, or and you can visit Digi60's website, www.digi60.org. Um, and you can visit Digi60 Filmmakers Festival on Facebook. Thank you so much. Um, once again, that was Emily Ramsey uh, for the Digi60 Filmmakers Festival. All information on the website that she just posted, uh, she just told us about. We're going to link everything down below. Um, the Digi60 Festival is the uh, airing in uh, mid-December, premiering in mid-December, and then hopefully some short films will air after that. Uh, and you can find all of the programming on their website. Emily, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. So make sure to check us out, whatsyourthingpod.com. Check us out on Instagram, YouTube, follow us on TikTok. Check us out. We're going to have a blast. What's your thing? What's your thing?